Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer Podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Season, and this is the Joybringers Advent Podcast. Hi, happy happy day. I'm so happy to be with you today. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I have a guest on today who I could gush about. And fun fact, I don't really know her all that well, but this is Rebecca George. And um, Rebecca is someone who will forever now have a special place in my soul and in my spirit because of your generosity, Rebecca. Your generosity, mm. your giftedness, your kindness, and your welcoming spirit. Um, Rebecca is an mm. author and a podcaster and a speaker and, oh, a clay earring maker, if you're watching the video. Um, <laughs> she makes really cute clay earrings. And I'm really grateful. And a new friend. You're a new friend, and I'm so grateful that you've joined me today. So welcome. Oh, season. I'm so happy to be with you. This feels like way overdue. And yeah. I have looked at my calendar all week and have just <laughs> looked forward to our time together. So thanks for having me. Yay. Thank you. So Rebecca's book is called The Go-Getter Girl. Can you say the whole title? Because it's so cute. Oh, I can. There's a lot of alliteration, which is really right. fun. So the full title is Do the Thing. Oh, do the Gospel thing. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Gospel. Thing. You had it, though. Gospel-centered yeah. goals gumption and grace for the go-getter girl. So yeah, all about how do we how do we connect the gifts and talents God's given us to how we're bringing him glory in the world and how we're using them to advance the gospel. And so, yeah, it's a really fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it is and it's one that works. So mm -hmm. I said go-getter girl because we met at the go-getter girl retreat that you threw for mm -hmm. women like me and and people who are podcasting and speaking and authors and all the things. And your, again, your generosity of spirit to open it up and um, gather women together mm. was, it's so beautiful. So mm. um, yeah, do the thing. It has worked. <laughs> the work mm. that you've done to help others um, do the thing. And, and that's really, really important. And we're going to talk about that in regards to this Christmas season, right? Because yeah. Good Lord, there's so many things to go and do, but we have to find this 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 tension. We have to find the thing in our spirit that that longs to do the thing and also to be and to sit with the Lord. It, I, I yeah. you know the Mary and Martha culture, right? We have one or the other. We've got to find the balance. And so I wanted you to come and join me as we talk about this. Um, also, uh, as a podcaster, Radical Radiance is your podcast. And again, beautiful conversations that that help reflect goodness and glory out into mm. the world. And and I'm grateful yeah. for, for that too. Yeah, thanks. It's such a joy. I just, every time we record and every time we release episodes of just seeing, and you can relate to this, how God will use something in somebody's life. I'll get messages. I got a message this week about an episode that came out months ago. And mm. it, we just never know what God's doing behind the scenes with a conversation yeah. that maybe you'll have next week, two years from now. Right. You know, like the world that we live in and how we can minister through technology is just wild to me. It's so cool. It's true. It's true. And, and I like to deep dive, right? So when I dive, I'm, I'll go way back. So yeah. you never know. Yes. Yes. I love that. Because you've been so doing much. this for a few years now. 
Yeah. So January will be four years. Oh my gosh. Which in January we'll se- celebrate our 300th episode. <gasps> Which That's is crazy. wild. Yes. Yeah. So, oh so at this point, what's really special is to think like, what voices haven't I brought on right. to like talk to my people? And what have I not talked about? Because at this point, you've just, I mean, you get this doing radio, like you have such a broad brush after a while that you're like, oh, I love that angle of talking about this. Or I love how this person, mm. I love their voice as it pertains to this particular topic or whatever anyway it's so fun so you are someone who does all the things I do a lot of things as you as you do yeah we both wear a lot of hats this is true but how do then you find the balance Mm. of doing all of the things and doing the work Mm. that you need to do to find the peace and the joy and the the resting in being Mm. a daughter being a, a human being, right? Instead mm-hmm. of a human being. Yeah. I, I love talking about this because I think it's one of those things that we all just wrestle with. And so for that reason, I'll start with saying, I'll start by admitting something. I actually <laughs> hate the word balance. Right. I hate the word balance. I agree. It doesn't exist. I, yeah. I don't think any of our lives exist with balance. Yeah. And I also think you said something a moment ago that, Uh, I think we all have to wrestle with, particularly in this conversation that we're having around joy and the Christmas season and how do we do all the things and abide in Jesus? Like, how do we manage all that? And it's this tension that Mm. we hold. And I think as people, even as followers of Christ, sometimes we'll look at things in scripture that we think like, okay, I see this, but I also see this. And as people, we like black and white, yeah. but there are things in life that are a little more gray than maybe we would prefer. And I think balancing the hats that we wear and abiding in Jesus in the midst of all of that is a little bit more gray than we'd like to admit at times. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, especially in moments like this, where we're walking into the Christmas season, I'm a pastor's wife. So on top of the hats that I wear, I'm also supporting my husband in the context of our local church, which is busier than ever around the Christmas season. And so there's a lot of hats to wear, but I, I think, I mean, I, I immediately jump to the practical, right? Like how do we, how do we do this well? Mm-hmm. And I think first of all, um, we see such a command in scripture to rest and to be with Jesus and to abide in him. And so I'm always asking myself that question of like, okay, what's that going to look like this week? As I look at my calendar and I see, okay, I'm going to be gone on this night or I'm going to have a really full day on this day. What and how do I need to structure my day so that I can be with Jesus? What, Mm -hmm. what does that mean on Tuesday? What does that mean on Saturday? And me and my husband have actually made some really intentional decisions over the last couple of years of kind of navigating our work schedules around so that we can have rest. And Friday is one of those days for us. Sometimes I'll take some podcasts like this and um, I'll write a little bit. But other than that, like we'll probably go get a coffee and take the dog to the dog park and go on a long walk and do things that feel restful to us and be with the Lord. And, and we prioritize that because, um, we're not just going to drift toward abiding in Jesus. Mm. That's mm. an intentional that's so decision, that's right? So like, good. so I think more than anything, that's that's what I would say is it it's it's an intentional choice, hmm. not something that we're just going to wake up and drift towards. 
So I love that word. I love that word because drifting has no, you know, no direction, right? We're just sort yeah. of lost and blown. You drift based on the elements around you. Mm-hmm. But to set a direction and and head mm-hmm. towards something that takes intentionality. I love that 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 vision. Um so we, I think this is a really important question. I know I struggle with this and I I have a friend who one day was messaging me. She's like, today's my Sabbath, but I really want to put together this birdhouse, but I'm wrestling because I want to rest and and I feel like I, I can't put together this birdhouse. And I was like, Courtney, you and Jesus get to put together the birdhouse. Put together the birdhouse. Birdhouse. Like, what does rest look like? I think, I know for me, I'm like, well, if I'm going to rest, I'm going to, I'm going to rest so hard. Like, If I'm called to rest, I'm going to be really good at it. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? What, how do yeah. we know that we're resting? Yeah. Gosh, you're asking me all of my favorite questions. Season. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, I need to toss a question back to you. Are you in personality like an achiever? Um, I'm a seven. Okay. And so you're a fun I, girl. I like fun. Which I know um, that, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like to do things that have purpose. Yeah. Even, even though the fun, right. But like, yeah. I like to do things. I'm not an achiever in the sense okay. that I can listen, I can put on my pajamas and have a day okay. of Netflix. <laughs> okay. See, I can't. Okay. That's fair. I can't. I get so restless when I am just in like a comatose state. I have to be like mm. sick, unwell yeah. to have yeah. a day like that, which is Something I challenge myself with, right? Because I I do think moral of the story, rest can look different. Sure. I I, I do think that. Um for me, I love this quote that I've I've I don't know originally who said it. I wish I did, but they said, if you work with your mind, yes. rest with your hands. Yeah. And if you work with your hands, rest, rest with, with your, your mind. mind. So yep. so for me, and I don't know if you relate to this season, but like Going and, and sitting down on my back porch and reading a nonfiction trade book isn't the most restful thing for me because <laughs> that's so much a part of the work that I do, right? Yeah. I write that type of writing. And so for me, the most restful way that I could, could read or sit outside would be to read fiction mm. or to read God's word or to, like to dig into journaling or something, something like that that's completely different than the work that I do in the day-to-day. Yeah. But rest also looks like going on a long walk for me. It, mm. it looks like making clay jewelry. I, you talked at the beginning of the show about how that's become a hobby of mine. You're wearing some of my earrings, which is so fun. And so working with my hands in some yeah. sort of way, that's restful for me. I took a pottery class with a friend. A couple of months ago, and I can't tell you the number of times I've thought back on those memories that we made and and how fun and restful that felt to me. And it's because I was working with my hands. And Mm -hmm. so I think that will that will speak to somebody who's also in a similar boat to us and they're working with their minds. There's a lot of ways that we work with our minds. Um, And so often I think it can feel Restful to to Sabbath to rest with our hands. You recently went on this amazing trip that I <laughs> want to hear more about, and so I I just remember seeing your pictures online and thinking like, I bet that feels so restful to her. 
to like yeah, get and away was, and to yes. have fun and to have experiences like that. Did that feel yeah. restful for you? It did. Um, because my husband and I love to adventure together. Yeah. Now we yeah. hit the we so hit does the ground. Does adventure running. feel like rest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Separating from from the daily like achieve, achieve it, the things that I have to check off my list. Yeah. Because for me, that's harder, right? I have all mm -hmm. these things to do today and that's taxing. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it does feel good to accomplish them, I'm not naturally a project finisher. I'm an okay. idea person. And as a seven, I'm like, ooh, we're going to start this and we're going to do all these things. And I'm married to a project finisher. And it is not unusual for me to like find myself ooh. in a room crying while I'm trying to finish the last few paint strips, like paint the room. Because I'm like, I can't yeah. finish it. So yeah. to get away and adventure with my husband is my favorite thing to do. And I love that so it much. It doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. We're just, but we don't, it's not quote restful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. You're yeah. doing 20,000 steps a day and you know, it's wild, but sure. Yeah. yeah. Eating lots of pizza and pasta. We suffered for the cause in Italy. We suffered. You know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And mm. we were desperate for like a chicken or some salad. By the time we were done, we were like, my oh, I bet. kingdom for a protein. I <laughs> bet. I bet. But it was wonderful. And so, yes, for, for us, the getting away from yeah. – we, we own a coffee shop, right? And yep. so there's just always something to do. There's always um, the demand. So to ha to remove ourselves from that kind of structure is, mm. is really helpful. Yeah. As you were saying that, something was coming to my mind that has also been helpful for me with rest. And it's this idea that there are, there are chunks of time, I think, throughout our year where – not only does rest look different, but like the mode of rest and the time in which we are resting looks mm -hmm. different. So what I mean by that mm -hmm. is there might be, and there, I would say there is, there's a time each day where I'm away from my phone. I'm away from technology. My phone's on the other side of the room. I'm in God's word. Mm -hmm. And, and that is, that is restful. There's typically a day a week that feels more like rest mm -hmm. that I'm intentionally stepping away. So there's the time each day, there's the day each week, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then extrapolating it out a little bit further, we went on a vacation in September mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was extremely restful and intentional. Um, no laptops came. Yeah. I left my phone in the room most of the time. I read five novels. Oh my gosh. And I sat on the beach for a week. That's so good. And so so just the the concept of that might be helpful for people too in thinking yeah. about what does rest look like in the daily in your daily life? What does yeah. that look like in a rhythm each week? And then how are you carving out that time? Even if it's a staycation and you're taking mm -hmm. time off of work, maybe it's not the year for like a big to-do vacation, but you take right. a staycation and go on a hike and rest and whatever feels restful to you yeah. and you're more intentional for a longer period of time, maybe once or twice a year. Um, so that's, that's been helpful for me too. I, I appreciate that. I love the breaking it down. Cause sometimes for people, they're like, I can't pick a day. I don't have a day in the week yeah. to just, quote, do nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So to just chunk those out and go, well, yeah, but there might be, you know, an hour of a day or 10 minutes of a day to just mm -hmm. intentionally separate. 
Um, I have that book, uh, that quote in my book as well. The um, the if you work with your mind, rest with your hands. That I love too. it. I have to look because I might have found some origin. I don't know. I hope but you did I, because I, I say know. this all the time, and I yeah. want to give the person credit. <laughs> I heard it from someone too, and I, I was like, oh gosh, because for me. Um, in order to be filled with joy and then bring it everywhere you go as a joy bringer, right, which the goal is that we all are, we all need it and so does the world. So you can't bring mm. what you don't have. In order to really grab hold of joy, I have four joy bringer core values. So it's uh, gratitude, mm. forgiveness, flexibility, and the fourth one is rest, which is counterintuitive because it's sec it's um, placed in the leadership, in like leading from joy section of my book. Mm. And but if we look to, let's say, Jesus is the most, you know, important, um, impactful leader of all time, he rested and he rested well. So yeah. we recognize that we have so much to do in our lives. We have so many demands, but nobody has more demands than Jesus had. <laughs> like, let's just be honest, right? And so if he could say and look at all the people who were clamoring for his time and his attention and his ministry, he could look at them and say, I love you. I'm going to go hang out with my father. I love yeah. you. I'm going to step away for a minute. Um, then I think that it helps us like come off of this. Well, you don't know how busy I am. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a badge we wear. Such a badge. It's such a badge. And, you know. I've really tried to stop saying that when people go, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy, right? I'll often say, well, my plate is full or I have, I have yeah. lots of you know, plates spinning right now. But trying not to um, make busy the badge that the hero wears. That's right. Yep. And to say, I'm, I'm managing, I'm trying to manage my schedule well, um, but I don't ever want to put myself above, you know, it, yeah. like that I'm more important than I am. Yeah. And wouldn't the enemy love for us to believe that that's a badge of honor that we should have to yeah. carry yeah. in this life, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's that's an area where he has distracted me in the past. And, mm. and isn't it interesting? We've talked about balance, which for me is kind of like a dirty word. And for yeah. you, it's it's busy, right? And so isn't it interesting how these words that pop up in culture that we just adopt and and begin to feel as if we have to achieve balance or we have to wear as a badge of honor busy um, actually aren't at all the path of the ministry of Jesus and right. how he how he functioned and yeah. and that really challenged that challenges me um, yeah my husband and I are fast movers we met same. and married we, yeah we met and married 10 weeks later we we okay. just everything we do is fast uh-huh and and so it's hard for me and for us to slow down and yeah. to do that three mile an hour walk with Jesus, right? The, mm. the invitation is just come hold my hand and walk with me. And mm -hmm. I tend to be the little, I'm scurrying out in front looking <laughs> for the next thing. Okay. Do you yeah. find that, okay, because we're the exact same way Yeah. Um, in, in Enneagram language, just because people know yeah. it and recognize it, we're a three and an eight. Okay. So you're a seven and, an eight. Eight and an eight and an eight. Okay. An eight. Seven okay. And an eight. So there's, there's a lot of, yep. there's a lot in our house and probably yep. is for, for you too. Um, it takes us a while to unwind. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I think that's like worth saying that in our humanness, <laughs> as we entrust this, you know, 
badge of honor that we're, yeah. we're no longer wearing of busy. We entrust that back to God and we choose to rest. Yeah. Typically, if we go on like a week long vacation, I'll just continue using that as a as an example. It's about Wednesday if we leave on Sunday <laughs> yeah. before we're both like, all right. Like okay. I, tr- I woke up today and I'm beginning to feel like I'm unwinding. Yeah. So I think there's there's grace for that in our humanness and the fact that like we're we're continuing to choose that that path of Jesus and just mm-hmm. recognizing like wow, it's taking me this long to unwind. Maybe I need to do this more often. So that right. I I flex that muscle and build that muscle of rest because uh like anything, we don't just get good at resting. I think we yeah. have to intentionally choose that again and again. And yeah, it does again, get going, easier. And going back to your comment about uh, drifting, right? We're not going to yeah. drift towards yes. that. Yes. We will constantly be pulled to everything else. Because I come home from a coffee shop day or, oh, goodness, I was gone for 24 hours to do a conference somewhere. And I come home. And the first thing I do when I walk in the door is see all of the things I have to clean and put away. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I come home Laundry, from the shop. Laundry, dishes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, I got three dogs too. So I'm like, clean the floors <laughs> five times a day. Somebody get this hair. Somebody. Yeah. Who bought all these dogs? Um, <laughs> so I, I, sometimes the way I unwind is we come home from a day at the coffee shop and I go instantly into like clean mode because it's a Same. way to just get out of my energy, like get it out. Yeah. And my husband will go downstairs and like, tinker on his mountain bike or he'll go yeah everything he does is like extreme so he's like go ride his mountain bike or he's a black belt in jujitsu so you know he just goes and rolls around and chokes people out i don't know but yeah yeah we have to have a way to expend our energy Mm. uh, and i okay we're yes i completely agree and i think we're the same season in that i actually can't rest yeah until if there's dishes like in the dish dryer, oh. they're put away. Oh. If I have a suitcase full of clothes, if they are like in the wash and the at least the load is started. Yeah. Like there's there's a certain few things that when I get home from a trip or home from a long day, yeah. if I just take 15 to 20 minutes to do those things, I can actually unwind at that right. point. Right. And, and so I think we have to know that shame. about ourselves. And that's okay. Yeah, right? like I think like acknowledging this is important because I know I feel shame. I'm like, I come home and now I'm working again. Yeah. Okay, to remember, no, I'm actually doing this so that I can then unplug. And also and as, a, as a wife, as a woman, like God has wired and designed us to care for our homes and to nurture our homes in 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 such a way that it honors God. And, and so while there's like the perfectionistic part of me that like sometimes I have to keep in check. I, I also think like God wired us to notice those things. Yeah. I would right? say, like, I, I, I'm like, babe, you don't see this. Yeah. That doesn't bother you. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> what a gift it would be to not notice it. You know? Seriously. <laughs> Goodness. Seriously. Yeah. 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 And my husband would even, it's so funny because sometimes he'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist. And I like did a spit take because I'm like, on what planet? On what planet? But but for things he cares about, right? The eight will yeah, go in. That's like, right. Hole in. So his mountain bike is real, real clean. Like real that's clean. Right. Don't, yeah. 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 But not the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, I don't know, we're 
I, f- I feel like in some ways we're still newlyweds and sometimes yeah. I feel like we've been married 20 years. We've been married yeah. almost five years. Yeah. And so, you know, we're like still in those years where we're figuring out like, this is yeah. how God wired you. This yeah. is how God wired me. And either the differences can frustrate us, which mm-hmm. of course they do. We're sure. human and we're married. Why aren't you um, like, oh, I'm so great. <laughs> Yeah, but like the way that we, the way in which God wired us in such a way that we can partner together, yeah, in a way that's better together than we were would be separately is such a beautiful thing. So as like tongue in cheek as this conversation is, it's also really beautiful in like a million other ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm so I'm so grateful that that we can come. So this is, but this back, it like gets us back to what we're talking about, this Mary and Martha thing, right? The story is, right? Jesus comes to the home and Mary sits at his feet because she recognizes the value of who's here right now. And she Mm -hmm. wants to soak up as much as she can. And Martha goes into like overdrive and she's got to serve. And oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I do that at a party. Like you all come to my house and I love, I I know I saw you, like you go into (laughs) hyper hospitality mode and so do I. I own an Airbnb, I own a coffee shop and it fills- All you do is hospitality. I love it. (laughs) It fills my tank so much. I told when we were first launching the shop, I was like, I'm not, I I don't drink coffee. In fact, I hate it. It's from the devil. I hate it. I was like, I will not be making espresso. This is where you and I differ. So. Okay, you're right. We have now come to the fork in the road. <laughs> I no, but I drink now. I'm fully caffeinated. I drink black tea. So this is why my shop is called Intrepid Nitro Coffee and Tea Bar. So we have both. But I was like, I'm I will not be making coffee at this place. And of course, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love the smell of it. Mm-hmm. I love making it for people. I will not drink it. But yeah. <laughs> and so I go into this because it's the way I serve. It's the way I love. It's fulfilling yeah. to me. Yeah. And yet the value is at the feet of to sit and be in the presence and receive mm. from Jesus. I think that, you know, we struggle with things like gratitude. We struggle with things like rest because we struggle to receive love. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for me to keep doing and be busy and not see the things that we could be grateful for because it's hard to like receive that pause because if I don't see all those things, then I don't have to admit that I have a hard time receiving it. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. I've been really wrestling with this idea of why people struggle to find things that they're grateful for because yeah. we put up these walls of, yeah. of pain and disappointment. Yeah. And so if I don't, if I'm not vulnerable to receive something, an action, a gift, anything, mm-hmm. then I, then I don't have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I think the same comes with rest. Yeah. Well, and I, I keep thinking about the part of the verse in that story where it's, it says that Mary chose the better thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think any, any time we talk about Mary and Martha, we we project Martha as the villain right. and Mary right. as the victor. That's right. That's just like that's the, it. that's the narrative that we typically go by. And mm. I'm with you in that, in my day-to-day life, when I'm hosting people or when I'm put in an environment, when other people are coming in, I jump into that hospitality mode as well. So mm. I identify more with Martha, but I think 
in recognizing God's given us both this gift of hospitality and when that's to be celebrated and to be used and to do so for kingdom purposes, mm-hmm. um, specific to that moment when Jesus was in the room, I think that's where I'm challenged. Like, yeah. how am I doing at the expense of being with Jesus? And right. so when we look at, when we look at like, the word abide in the gospels, when Jesus talks about what it looks like to abide in him, that original language means to be held or to be kept. Hmm. Right. And so when hmm. we think about abiding in him, sitting at his feet, we are held and kept by him, hmm. which is such a beautiful gift. And then out of that place, we get to go out with our heart of hospitality and be the woman in the room that notices things and all of those things. Right. And so I think using that a little bit as an analogy rather than a villain and a victor type scenario helps me in remembering like, yeah, I do have that gift that Martha also had, but Mary did choose the better thing. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose the better thing so that God can send me out to use that hospitality gift in a meaningful way. Does that? Yes. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think to take that even further, that when we are filled with his presence, his joy, we're not operating out of our lack because I'm sure you understand this. I do. The hospitality thing can turn to bitterness and frustration pretty quickly. That's, there's a real, there's a little switch there where you go, I go from being like, I love doing this and it's so wonderful, but then sometimes something will creep in and then I'm like frustrated. And that's not, you know, what the Lord wants for us to operate out of that. And I find that when I, you know, am operating in, you know, a critical spirit or when I find that I'm burnt out, the hospitality is tainted Mm -hmm. and... I'm no longer serving because I, it's an overflow of my love. So doing mm-hmm. both, right? Sitting at the feet, receiving, being filled. That's why rest is so important in our leadership. That's why yes. rest is so important. We have to be filled with the good stuff so that mm-hmm. we're pouring out the good stuff, not empty mm-hmm. pouring out the nasty stuff. When we are pouring out, we want to pour out from a place of being filled. That's right. Pouring out, we're filled with the love, we're filled with the joy, we're filled with the peace and the identity. This is a big one for me. Filled mm-hmm. with the identity, we're pouring out that versus when we have the lack and we're feeling bitterness and frustrated, there's contempt. We're not, mm-hmm. we're feeling that our identity is wrapped up in what we're doing and therefore yes. it's not appreciated. There's so much bitterness that comes in. And I know mm-hmm. that's a fine line for me. Mm-hmm. So sitting at the feet is important to be filled with the right identity, the right joy, the peace, the love, and the overflow so that we can then go and do the thing that we are called to do. God's Uh not made a mistake by putting the the Martha hospitality in you and me. That's right. We want to do it from the right spot being filled first. That's right. Yeah. And you said, um, you know, sometimes it can be that we don't get the recognition. Sometimes it can be that we don't see the results. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we're placing our identity in the results that are only up to God and not us. I don't know about you, but in walking through yeah. launching a book and um, just, you know, 
entrusting the results of that to God. It has challenged me in a whole new way this year of just surrendering those things back to God, because as an achiever, that Mm -hmm. is a place of struggle for me. And um, so it's just interesting to see how different things can trip us up in identity and, and really hold us back when we take our eyes off him. And, um, and man, the more we abide in him, the more we're held and we're kept by Jesus, the more we know of who he is, it greater informs who we are as a result of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we get to live out of that place. And the thing that has just been wrecking me over the last few years about God is his immutability his immutability, the fact Mm -hmm. that he doesn't change Mm. and how we can lay that against everything else we know to be true about God. And it still stands and will always stand yesterday, today, and forever. And so when I'm walking through a great deal of change or I'm walking into a Christmas season full of stuff that I'm trying to manage or we're launching a book or and, 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 um, my anchor, my hope is in a God that does not change in the midst of my life that does. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a lot of hope. That gives me a lot of joy. Um, and peace. My husband, oh, yeah, praise God. My yeah. husband um, does a really good job defining things that are hard to define. And so I think this is worth saying, like, while we're here talking about joy, mm. his working definition for joy is an abiding delight by abiding in Christ. We know that ultimately joy isn't happiness. Joy isn't like the temporal things that won't matter in eternity. Joy is what we experience in our abiding relationship with Jesus. And so we know when we think about joy, sometimes we think about things like happiness or or we use the word joy in the world for different things than what it truly means in scripture, right? And so we've become conditioned to that. But true biblical joy is based off that abiding relationship in Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so it's, again, I mean, back to like, same song, fifth verse of like, we will experience joy when we abide in him. And it's out of that overflow that we get to use our gifts and talents to the glory of God, that we entrust the results back to him. Something I say and do the thing is um, the results are his, but the obedience is ours. Right. The results are up to him. Yeah. Your job is not to accomplish God's agenda for advancing his kingdom. That's his job. But we get to partner with him. We get to be a part of that, which is a gift on this side of heaven. Um, And so so I think when we see joy in a different way, in a more biblical way, when we see truly what abiding in him does to equip us to do the work of ministry and to to serve and to minister out of that restful place. Um, it just hopefully helps us walk into this busy season a little more grounded in yeah. where our hope truly lies, you know? So good. I love that uh, definition. I, I, because that's what I talk about and I write yeah. about and that's my whole world is joy and to lead with a definition is really important. And so that's so similar. Um, I define it as a buoyant sense of well-being, because of the love of the Father, the work and the person of Jesus, and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. That's mm. the same thing, right? Yeah. Abiding. Yeah. Like being firm, standing firm on that foundation that never changes, and who God is, and his radical 
beautiful, powerful presence that's with us at all times. Mm-hmm. I think the the going back to this idea of you know Mary choosing choosing the right thing and resting as as we find that opportunity to rest every day, every week, mm-hmm. every month or year, and the different versions of that, which I really appreciate that you put language to. Um, the recognition has to happen that Jesus is with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So that the, the invitation to be at the feet of the Lord, that the presence of the, the Spirit of God is with us all the time. So I, I regularly mm-hmm. say, you know, my joy never changes because my Jesus never changes. He's always yeah. here. I might not feel joyful. I might not have all the happy associated feelings with it, but I can lock eyes with joy because he's in the room. The invitation at every moment of every day is we can always abide, rest, curl up at the feet of, or in the lap of the Lord, even in the chaotic moments around us, because he is always with us. So it's sort of like thinking, well, I go to church on Sunday, or I go to this thing. The reality is he's always with us. So we have an invitation to have a moment of rest and filling, being filled and, and fueled by his presence every day, every moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, okay, I love this. As we look across scripture, mm-hmm. going all the way back to the Old Testament, the presence mm-hmm. of God was was localized to a place, right? right? So the tabernacle, the temple. Then we see in the life of Jesus, he was God incarnate. He was fully God, mm-hmm. fully man, lived among us. Mm-hmm. And now on the other side of the resurrection to like put, to like take that a step further is something that I think we forget. We're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in, lives in you, lives in me. Yeah. And, and that's what we carry with us in those moments where we're ministering in those moments when we're resting in those moments where we're overwhelmed in the middle of the Christmas season we're not alone in that. And I think we know that as followers of Christ, but we don't often live like it. You know? For sure. For sure. And that's the thing. Jesus says, I must go away. Yes. yes. We always think, oh, but if, but if Jesus was really here, then I would believe. But if Jesus was really here, then he would do the miracles and I would believe them. No. He says, I actually must go away so that it can exponentially be present. Yeah. It's not just me. Like, yeah. so that you then can have this full spirit in you. And the other thing I bring up often, and and this reminds me, I'm reminded of this. Jesus is, in scripture, says twice, that he is the most anointed person with joy of all time. There is no one who has ever lived or will ever live that is more anointed with joy than Jesus. That's not always the Jesus we learn about in church. That's not always the Jesus that we hear about in, uh, in, in circles. But Jesus was the man of the most joy, a man of great yeah. joy. And he still is. And that spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God is living in us. Mm-hmm. So you got to like, then the most joy that is ever possible is present in us. We just get to tap into that. We, we have an opportunity invitation to say, oh, I don't have to manufacture joy. It's in yeah. me. It's, it's with me. He's yeah. here. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say, 
or ask the question, like, when you get to heaven one day, who can't you wait to meet and spend time with? And somebody will say, like, oh, Moses or Elijah or whatever. And I heard someone say once, I, I almost wonder if one day when we get to heaven and we talk to Moses or we talk to Elijah and we, we ask about their lives, if in return they're not going to look at us and say, what was it like to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit? You know, right. and so, and sometimes we we think yeah. like, oh, we can't wait to hear about these biblical heroes and more of their lives and more of their story. But, but in fact, like Jesus said, we have we have the better thing. Like we have we the have Holy the Spirit better in thing. us. We have the you know, better back thing. Back to that, and, yes. and so let's choose it every day in the way that we're living. Wow, wow, that's so good. Oh, I'm so inspired by you. Oh, I love you so much, friend. This is so fun. <laughs> okay. So this is the Joybringers Advent Podcast, but you also have an Advent Podcast. And I am really – when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this, that we share so this. And so I want people yeah. to know about your podcast and the supplemental thing that you've produced with it. Will you yes, share? of course. I would love to. So in the month of December, we are releasing an episode every Friday over on Radical Radiance that will be centered around the four Advent themes of uh-huh. hope, peace, joy, and love. Uh-huh. And so we are putting together an Advent devotional, interactive Advent devotional that goes along with it. It is called Prepare Him Room. So similar to the conversation we had today, what does it look like to prepare room in our hearts for Him as we walk through this Advent season together? And so they're really, really rich conversations that we're going to be releasing, and I'm so excited about them. And so the guide that goes along with it that's available on Amazon has journal prompts and discussion questions and all sorts of fun stuff that will go along with your listening to the podcast episodes. And um, yeah, I just love to have you over there. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be there. I'm so excited about it. And it's radicalradiance.com. Yes. Dot live. Dot which live. is so weird. I know. So weird. Well, that's how it is everywhere now, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> dot TV, dot live, dot whatever. Uh, radicalradiance.live. Do the thing, the go-getter girl guide to gumption grace. And maybe I didn't get it right. Wait, the go, wait. No, for the go-getter girl. Wait. Yes. Do it again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You you got it. You've got all the words. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Wrong it's word. all there. So it's do the thing, gospel-centered goals, gumption, and grace for the goals, go-getter girl. There it is. It, it's so great. It has had great impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Your friendship has, your kindness, and your generosity have truly marked me, and I'm grateful for you, and I'm so thankful that you joined me today. Oh, I'm so grateful for you, friend. Thank you so Thanks. much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you. <laughs>